A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the 31st episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Dedal. Well, we've got a great episode coming up for you. Um, I was delighted to get uh, himself in. I've been, what I think, uh, pestering him to come on the show for since we started, but I was delighted to be joined in the studio tonight with PJ Gallagher. Um, most of you will know who, who PJ is. Uh, comedian, stand-up, um, The Young Offenders, Naked Camera, Madhouse... Uh, classic hits, he, he, you wake up in the morning to him. Um, has such a, a fantastic uh, story, fantastic career. It was really, really great to get him in and just to talk about starting stand-up, um, you know, uh, stage nerves. There's so much that we got to talk about. Absolutely delighted to have him in. Um, so I will let you enjoy the 31st episode, but I know I say it every week and I'm going to say it again. Uh, thank you very much to everyone for all the support that you've shown uh, to date with the podcast. I'm definitely starting to notice a lot of um, uh, messages and people sharing the podcast and different things. So thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. And please don't stop because uh, we really feel like we're onto something great here with the podcast. And I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Um, so I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm ever so grateful. Uh, Without further ado, I will let you enjoy the 31st episode of The First Exchange with PJ Gallagher. PJ Gallagher. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. No, thanks for having me. How annoying have I been over the last couple of months to try and get you in here? You haven't been that annoying. There's much more annoying people than you. (laughs) I know really annoying people and you're definitely, you're not, you're not even close to being annoying. You asked me like twice to come in here and once I couldn't and then the next time I could and that's it. That's fucking it. That's all there was. There was no like long period of weird stalkage. Like there's fuckers out there. Annoying people never think they're annoying. That's how you know as well. It's like psychopaths. They think they're the only normal fucker in the world, you know. When you when you were like, yeah, fuck it, I'll come in on Thursday, we do it. I was like, oh my god, I'm actually gonna have to apologise about how head wrecking I've been. Well, now I have to apologise to you now because I'm a little fucking bit drunk, to be honest. Because <laughs> I was at, I've just been at a wake. I've been at Jason Bourne's dad died, and I've just been at the wake. And uh, yeah, so I got carried away. I love a funeral, like. Yeah. I fuck. I love funerals. Weddings are shit, right? We can all agree weddings are shit. Surely <laughs> in this day and age, you can fucking admit that weddings are finally shit. Like, there's nothing. It's bad manners inviting someone to a wedding. <laughs> it's fucking bad manners, right? Why it, do you think they're shit? What what element of the sh- of the wedding is shit for you? Because you're selling someone. Like, imagine Ticketmaster contacted you, right, yeah. and says this gig is on, and you have to fucking go, <laughs> and there's a dress code. <laughs> Right, and you're gonna you're gonna eat food you'd never normally eat, sitting next to people you'd never normally hang out with, listen to the music you'd never normally listen to, in a place you'd never normally go. And it's gonna cost you a hundred quid or a hundred and fifty quid, and then you're gonna have to like give more money to people, and you're gonna have to endure the like they're shite. But when someone in Ireland dies, it's fucking brilliant. I love like, you. Not the death. The death is the <laughs> shit bit, right? But like, it's just there's something magical about Irish people. We do death so well. Well, do you know what? I have a question that I ask every episode, and it's how would you like to be remembered? 
Yeah. Yeah. And the idea of it is, <laughs> why are you laughing? I'm laughing. I don't know. Like, I don't know if... It's so... I don't know if I'd want to be remembered at all. It's like, kind of leave me alone. What? Yeah, like, leave me the fuck alone. I've been alive for God knows how many <laughs> years. And now you're like, how would you like to be remembered? Fuck off. What? Like, you... surely I deserve to... Like, even Google has started to understand the right to be forgotten. <laughs> but no, your family and friends insist that you... Ha- oh, no, we have to be remembered. And there's poems and songs and hymns and services and all, and all anybody wants to do is like what happened today it's like you meet up your mates meet together you yeah. stand around the coffin in the gaff or whatever and then somebody goes do you remember the time the man could you know and they tell yeah. stories and that's it well leave this it at is, that this shoot is me the... over cannon into the sea and let that be the end of it <laughs> this is the thing where I'm like I'm getting to it from of like the the stories of like what you were like or funny stories the thing that happens you know like that's that will be your how you want to be remembered i want people to stand around telling a few jokes telling some good stories about oh yeah okay yeah i suppose i'd like something hilarious to happen at my funeral <laughs> i'd love that my my friend pat duffy has this story about uh it's his mother-in-law's uh funeral essentially right so yeah. he's well they're not mar- you know it doesn't matter they're, yeah. they're, him and his missus right yeah and her her mother got very very sick she got very sick she got pulmonary fibrosis right yeah. so her lungs were fucked essentially yeah. and uh, she couldn't get out of bed in the last few months of her life so you know it's a slow it's a deteriorating it's a horrible disease and all that and she was stuck in the bed right and um she eventually <laughs> would start coughing you know when she'd be calling for help so it was like Tina's her name, right? And <laughs> so there was this whole period where she'd be like, Tina! <coughs> Looking for help, Tina! <coughs> and Tina would run up the stairs and she'd help her out and get whatever she needed, whatever, right? But she, her son was one of these lads, you know, he kept all kinds of animals. Like, he, you know, you know there's, there's, always the, there's always one lad in the estate because yeah. a fucking alligator in the shed or yeah. a mink or a long mouse or a parrot <laughs> or whatever the fuck, right? And he had a few of these different things and he had a parrot, right? Yeah. And the parrot was like, he used to copy phone noises and all that and he used to do um, Adrian Kennedy's show he used to copy the Adrian Kennedy show Beyond the Kitchen whatever but the woman died eventually right and they brought the coffin into the house yeah. you know for the wake <laughs> and as they brought the coffin into the house the parrot started to go Tina <coughs> Tina <coughs> and doing the exact cough that's that the woman that was doing be the day before. Is that a lie? No. Fuck and off. The, the, like the, co- the, the parrot started coughing and making the exact sound. I mean, it was standing around the coffin. Like, and of course, they can see. Like, there, there's no lid on it. And, so they could see. But it was horrific. But I remember it's me, Matt, me, Pat saying, like, this happened. And I was laughing my head off. And I went, what, that's a really smart parrot. <laughs> well, I think his answer was when he went, if you're asking me, I think he's very fucking immature. Yeah. And I remember thinking, that's like, that's exactly the type of thing. <laughs> If you want, how would I like to be remembered? Here's your answer. By an immature parrot. <laughs> I want to be remembered by an immature parrot. That's how I want to be remembered. <laughs> I want something horrendous to happen that ends hilariously. If that doesn't make the front of the mirror tomorrow, I'd be devastated. <laughs> Peter Gallagher wants to be remembered as an immature parrot. Brilliant. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but that's the sort of shit, though. That's like, I, like we do it so well. Like, the, I saw people today I hadn't seen in years... People like, I think the last, oh, there was a guy there genuinely, the last time I remember seeing him was when we were watching the 1994 World Cup together. Yeah. Like, talk, like, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing. You walk around, you're shaking hands, it's all, it's all that crack. As soon as people start talking, they start laughing because yeah. it's just this, we have this amazing inbuilt ability in Ireland to just sort of find the funny side of everything. Like, I've never seen people enjoy themselves as much in Ireland as they ha- as I have, 
running around the dead body. Yeah. I don't know what that says about us. It's yeah. a bit disturbed. Well, I tell brilliant. you, it's a fun, funny now that we're talking about dead bodies and funerals, right? Because I was home at the weekend from Waterford and I was rushing. I, w- I was doing a bit of filming and I said to me, Dad, will you give us a lift? And he goes, yeah, I have to pick up your mother from the train station. Though she was doing a bit of shopping. Grant. So I texted her and I said, look, Ma, she's going to have all the car with all her friends and she, he'd be dropping them home. I was like, no chatting, just drop everyone off. I'm, I'm in a rush. And when she gets into the car, well, love her, blah, blah. And then she goes, you wouldn't, uh, Tony, you wouldn't drop up the road to wherever the name of the funeral is. Mrs. So-and-so is belayed out. Now, it's not starting till seven, but we just have a quick hello and then we'll leave. Yeah. So she, they all jumped out of the car. And I'm sitting there looking at my dad and he just pulls out a smoke and he's like, I told you, this happens all the time. If it's not a funeral, it's something else. But she's dead right. Like, you start but, to understand it, right? Seriously. She goes in, they do whatever they have to do. She comes back out and the chatter in the back of the car is how much she looked like herself. <laughs> I was like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, yeah, no, I get oh, that. she was the image of herself. She looked very yeah, well. Yeah. Oh, she was the image you, of herself. Because we've all been to funerals and you look at the person and go, that's not him. Jesus <laughs> Christ, what happened? That must have been a horrific death. You look, it's they just... still look like they're screaming in the coffin. You know what them ones? You go there, it's like, and you're like, Jesus, that lad did not want to die. <laughs> like, you're like, that lad, he put up a fight. Like, put up a fight. But some people look very peaceful. You know, other people look very peaceful and they look like yeah, themselves. Like I know, themselves. I, know what I was she means. like, what a strange thing to be chatting about in the back no, of the car. No, she's dead right. You go in for oh, the look. Yeah. I wonder, does she look like herself? <laughs> I totally understand. I used to, for years, I'm an Elphala now, right? I'm 40 <laughs> fucking five in April. I'm oh. ancient, right? So now I'm starting to understand that shit. I used to, when I was a young fella, with the idea of, you know, looking at RIP.ie and just knocking around the local funerals. Yeah. What, what would you be, like, get a life. Go yeah. get drunk. I don't know, light a fire or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but now I totally get it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I knew him. I was in school with him. I wonder, does he look like himself? Yeah, yeah no, I wouldn't have a look. <laughs> you know, yeah, fuck it. Sure, the worst thing is I get a bowl of soup out of it. Yeah. I'm all right with it. I, I understand it now. I totally do. You don't have to buy anyone any presents. You don't have to dress up. <laughs> you don't have to You don't have to hang up for long. You never that have to true. drive far. Yeah. Like, funerals are the crack. Like, Lit- especially if you come from somewhere like Waterford, a small town where they love a funeral. They, yeah. lo- they, oh, love a, they love a baby being born or a funeral. So did you, like, have you been at those funerals that you don't get done where you'd be, like, walking up the road after the coffins and all this carry Are on? you kidding me? Yeah. Like, that's that's all that happens because there's, there's a church in Waterford called the Holy Family, right? And the funeral home, can't remember the name of it, it's just down the road. But the r- roads are so narrow that they just... They just say, we'll walk up one car and then, because there's no parking and all that. So you park down at the funeral home and you walk up behind the coffin. Yeah. And then yeah. you'd have See, Mary. Really, I've only been at one of them in Dublin and I think it happened because like, Pete, there was just, I don't know. Uh, it's nuts because like, then you have leading Sandra and Mary and they're all hanging out the window with a, fat, a wood boy and hanging out their, their mouth and they're watching, who's that? And they're looking, who's blah, blah. It's a nuts sale thing. It's mad. I remember when my old man died, right? He died in, it, it was uh, 99. So it was 21 years ago, right? Yeah. And, uh, my ma is fucking nuts anyway at the best of times, right? So we were doing this. She, me dad, me, me um, dad died. And we were in... Nobody really knew how to handle it, right? So we're in the church and everything. Yeah. And me ma decided sporadically in the middle of the service... I want to say a few words, right? <laughs> I want to say a few words, right? No shit. This is fucking God's honest truth, right? And of course, she's nothing planned. And the, one of my ma's friends, he's a priest, Mick Mara, right? he looks at me and goes, she hasn't done anything. Stop this. Stop, you know. He got all fucking, you know, what is going on? We can't just, you can't just yeah. interrupt the funeral and say what you like into a microphone. All this shit, right? And she gets up and she had no plan, but she, well, I know what she was trying to do, right? Yeah. So she was trying to like get the, the information out there so no one would ask 
stupid questions and yeah. we all right yeah. so she gets up and she put on her telephone voice so she puts on a real posh voice right mm. so she starts going daddy <laughs> right she starts going to, uh, cancer came for daddy <laughs> and daddy got sick <laughs> and now daddy is dead and <laughs> uh, daddy is dead <laughs> Cause cancer killed daddy. Uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And like, you get a bit of the giggles. I'm sorry then. for laughing. And then she came down, right? And they, you know, they put the coffin into the car and all. Yeah. So she jumps into the hearse in the passenger seat, right? And your man goes, no, you, you don't sit here. You, There's another car for you. You get into the other car. She goes, no, I'm going with daddy. Right? Still on the, 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 the daddy buzz, right? And uh, she gets into the car, right? And she finds out your man driving us was a Protestant. And she got very upset. She was like, oh, Protestant driving daddy. She was crying and all this shit. You know, like, and uh, your man, your man was good. He took it a good. He don't think he gave a shit. He's heard yeah. it all before. <laughs> so we're driving, right? And she wanted. Uh, we had to get from St John's Church in Clontarf, right? Yeah. Or to um to to Marine. That was it. Straight. Oh yeah, to to Glasnevin, right? Yeah. So straight up the road, Griffith Avenue, Fingless, fucking job done, right? Yeah. We get to Marina where the family's from, right? And she goes, <laughs> I want to drive past the church. We are married, right? So the fucking funeral car, like there's 50, 60 cars and they fucking go the wrong direction. So everyone starts following this direction. Now, I don't know if you've been to Marino, right? But it was built in the, sh- it was a devil era vanity project. So the whole fucking estate was built in the head of a Celtic cross, right? Yeah. No, taxi drivers won't go into the place. You ring them and say, will you pick us up, Marino? No, I'll meet you at the fucking Griffith. They won't come in because you yeah. get lost. Yeah. So there's 60 cars now doing a lap up by Vincent de Paul Church. Then she goes, I want to go to the house we lived in first. So we're doubling back now on ourselves. So we're doing this sort of figure eight where the, we're all letting each other out and in. <laughs> right? And then she goes, I want to go past the house where me and daddy lived after we were married. And we fucking have to go up there. This is going on for like it was like a fucking two-hour journey. Like the whole of Marino, uh, people got lost, knowing where we were going. It was mental. It was fucking mental. But like, it, but it was brilliant. You know what I mean? I know it's yeah. terrible to say, but I think I got me love of funerals when my dad died. You know, oh, I know it's like you know what I mean. Like obviously, I didn't want the man yeah, to be dead. Of course, of like, course. But I remember even then thinking, this is some. This isn't. I don't think I'm going to see the like of this again. Like, but like that, it brings out the madness in people a little bit, doesn't it? Like, oh it's, and, yeah. And, yeah. It's sort of like they have an ex- it's an excusable madness. Do you oh, know yeah. people kind of like let people away with the madness because it's the grief talking and it's the grief and this, that and the other Yeah, thing, yeah, you oh, yeah, for, yeah. It's one of their moments. You can sort yeah. of let that go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can let yourself, yeah. And people get very over It's the attention seeking whalers as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, Some lads, yeah, you know, yeah. family is so important to me, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't seen you in six months, you bollocks. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and they're the biggest criers in the room. And, yeah. You know, the ones that suck up the ham sandwiches before five <laughs> o'clock, even though you all you'd wait you know you know house view you get welcome to the house from five to seven and then some (laughs) old prick a half tree is nibbling everything you've brought into the gap (laughs) (laughs) you're like get the fucking sandwich out of your mouth not going up to the pub to get them met again but listen to me do you find because obviously like for you know everyone I I will assume that as listens to this now knows what you do you're a fantastic comedian well I don't know about that yes you are are you kidding me they're like 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 the foundation of this country at this stage oh would you fucking stop jeez that's so imagine you're that old now PJ I am that old yeah I am I've definitely been around a while yeah (laughs) when when are you 46 
Well, I'm 45. Well, in, in 2021, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> no, I'm 45 in April, 18th of April. So Are you Taurus? Fu- huh? Taurus. No, an Aries. I'm just oh, a, I'm a nip of an Aries. Oh, yeah. I got it wrong. Yeah, I'm an Aries. Jet- no, I did my first gig in 1996. Shit. So I'm doing gig. What, what's that? 20, 24 years this this year? Yeah. Yeah. Like for fuck's sake, like that's nuts. I know. What? I know. What What's got you about? into it? I didn't want to do. It. I still don't want to do it. I never <laughs> wanted to do it. I don't want to do it. I haven't gigged in years. I hate stand up. I'm do not you good really? at it. You're yeah. Fucking brilliant no, at stand up. No, I'm not. I'm you not. Are. Honestly, no. Like it's literally honestly. I'm the only reason I do stand up is because my hands are purely ornamental. I'm fucking shit at everything else. Like I st- like I'm <laughs> shit at everything else. I never wanted to be a stand up. Jason Bourne. I met. I left school when I was sixteen. Um. Uh, I had to do something. I went into a factory in town. Yeah. She went in and says, can I get work experience? And uh, it was a lighting factory that was, you know, show business and shit like that. Yeah. Jason Bourne was working on the lighting desk. And he wanted to do stand-up. But he didn't want to do it on his own. So he was like, you know, would you not do a few sketches or this sort of shit? Well, I gave up stand-up like so many times. And he just kept booking me for gigs. Seriously? That's all, yeah, that's literally how it happened. And then I, I, none of us thought it would ever work. No one thought they'd get a career out of it. Like yeah. you were going, we, the best buzz was you go into the International on a Wednesday. And yeah. there was only 12 comedians in Ireland then. Genuinely 12. Like there's thousands now. But yeah. you go in on a Wednesday, stand up at 15, 20 minutes. They give you 30 fucking pounds. I was like... I can drink for free. Sure, I don't, you know, that was it. Yeah. You know, no one thought they were going to get living out of it. And then Tommy Tiernan turned around one day and said he had an agent and it was the funniest thing any of us ever heard. Seriously? Like, oh, you're going to make a career out of it. Oh, you're going to get a career. Yeah. No. no fucking... it was, yeah, yeah. That's so, not... And it's never been different to that. Like, any time I'm working and not doing stand-up, I don't do stuff. Like, I don't, I, I, I fucking feel, I've never felt like a good stand-up. Really? Yeah, never. No, not but at like, all. But like, I mean, you've the success that you've had as a stand-up. I know. Yeah, it's jammy. Like, it's fucking. Or do you, you think know, that people like, are just like they they think it's someone else, or what is it? No, I think. Well, sometimes they turn up and think maybe I'm a magician. I don't know. <laughs> you know, they think that's not what Keith Barry. That's not what I Keith Barry looked like. This is Keith Barry's worst ever <laughs> show. He hasn't done a fucking trick yet. He's been up there for forty-five minutes. Uh, yeah, no, I don't like. It's not the performance element. I think I'm all. I'm good at the performance element, but it's the writing and that I struggle yeah. so much with it. Like I'm yeah. so, so I can't. I like I'm, I really struggle with it. So I ha- so it's for me to build an hour show. It's such a long, enduring, yeah. horrible process. Yeah, and it, if I like, get so much anxiety over it, and like you know, it's it's hard. It's like. Well, what, what is the process like? If you, for me, if you it's just to... sitting down, shitting it. You know, genuinely, yeah. that's it, shitting it, walking around, shitting it, and trying to remember things. That's the process for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And like, I can't write. Like, I can't. I literally cannot sit down and and, and write a show. Can't do it. So like, I have to like get a wall and get post-it notes, and I'll write one trigger word that would remind me of something on each post-it note. Yeah. And then I'll sort of move them all around until it feels like I have a show. Yeah. And then you know I'll keep doing that and I'll keep doing that and I'll keep doing it till I think I have an hour. Yeah. And then I'll get up on stage and realize it's ten minutes. <laughs> and then I'll fucking have an aneurysm. <laughs> And I'll do it again and again and again. <laughs> and then like a year later, I, I yeah, feel like I have a show. And Where, where like, your content, like your, your, your what, what would you say? Your sketches? Is that what the right term is uh, to say? Or no, what, just what is, stand up. Just, your stand yeah, up. Yeah. Like where would your, what, what, like when you are, you know, putting together a show, where do you draw most of your inspiration from? Is it? On, I, I, you see, I can't write jokes. I can't yeah. write jokes. 
This is a story I was telling in my stand-up show, and it's and it's so it's true. Like I, I like I, I was sitting at home one day, and I was trying to write. I, I thought I'd be like Neil Delamere. Neil Delamere's a fucking great joke writer, right? Yeah. Like you just give him a pen, he sits down and writes a joke. I, I fuck can't. I, I just draw Mickey's on a page. You know, <laughs> I can't do it. So I, I sat down. I was like, this is it. I'm just going to knuckle down and, and write fucking jokes. I've never even done the homework, but I'm going to write jokes, right? Yeah. So I sat down, and uh, nothing was happening. And then I went out with me motorbike for a spin. Thing. Oh, you know the bullshit, procrastinating. You know, oh yeah. no, it'll be grand. I'll get a blast of fresh air, and I do when I come back. And I got caught in a thunderstorm, and then it was fucking raging with myself. <laughs> so then. I was like, I'm not going to feed myself. So I went to La Costa Chipper in Clontarf and the way home, back to Marino, I says, fuck it, I'll get chips. And uh, I went in a bastard of a night and there was a lad in front of me who just goes, yeah, I'll get me burger and me chips and me blah, blah. And he goes, and that's for delivery, right? And you're like, you're like, you're like but you're here. <laughs> like, you're literally here. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm straight away, your eyes open. I'm like, where's this going? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He said, I'm going with it. I said, you're not. You can't. You can't go with your food, man. That's not how, it, that's not how this works. And then he just goes, well, I'm not walking home with that shit. And it's not like I want it for free. I'll give you the 150. And the best thing is that like, you're sitting there watching this. And you're thinking to yourself, I have to write this down. And before you can think to yourself, I'll need a punchline for this story, a woman behind me looks at her boyfriend and goes, we do that as well. That's yeah. a fucking brilliant idea. And like, this is amazing. This is fucking amazing. So that, like, where do you, so, like, and that's what I'm always saying when it comes to stand-up for me. I can't actually write it. Like, yeah. it has to happen and I'll tell you about so you're, it. You're you know, very good at I, observing them. Yeah, and I think I'm good yeah. at telling stories. I think I'm yeah. a good storyteller. But when it comes to actually crafting the material, oh, I'm the, I'm the fucking worst. I'm shit. No, I disagree. I disagree. Oh, I disagree. I am, honestly. No, like, no, no. Yeah, honestly, I think it's like you're... knock knock jokes are a, 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 a huge intellectual fucking jump for me. Like one of the funniest things for me is when someone is like that observes the situation and is able to replay it back and tell you the story. It's the storyteller vibe of that's the best thing because uh, it, it 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 makes you. You um, you'll you'll tell something a story about that story that you just said there about the chipper, right? And instantly, I'm thinking of people in my life, in my family, who I could see fucking doing yeah, well, that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, I think, yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's how you know you're onto something. I think, yeah. like, well, that's that that's why I will give myself credit for telling stories because, like, I tell stories about my old man and stuff on stage. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even the jokes that people like. It's not even the punchlines or the bit people laugh at. It's because you can see people going, "That's fucking my old lad," or "That's my uncle," or whatever. Yeah. Like, it was just one story. I was telling her, I don't even think I meant it to be funny and it was just about me and my old man on the beach you know uh, in, in the 70s Jesus Christ I'm as old as shit right <laughs> on the seven, and it's me and my old man so I was like 1979 or something so I'm like four yeah. years old and I remember just saying on stage and describing the photograph right I found this photograph of me and my old man and I'm on the beach I'm totally in my nip right because yeah. you're allowed to be in your nip then absolutely right and I'm wearing armbands and you're not allowed to wear armbands now, right? So I'm standing. You're not. No, you fuck in the sea. Are you fucking mad? No, you swear. Like literally, this is when we were encouraged to take loyalos into the sea by our parents, and they just stand there going, "Kick your feet, kick your fucking feet, or you'll drown. Kick your feet." You know, if you make me call a lifeboat, I'll fucking drown you myself. You know, so I was like, so I'm standing there like completely in me nude with my armbands on, posing for a photograph. And me dad standing beside me and he's got a comb over and a cigarette in his mouth and a full suit. No. Yeah, and he's 28. 
And that's and I remember every time he said he, the age, people would start pissing themselves, laughing. Yeah. Oh fuck, okay, maybe there is something in this. Yeah. Now to this day, I'm not really sure why that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I know if I do the description before I do the you know, the rest of the thing that people yeah. people laugh at it. Yeah. But like, it just shows you, I don't really understand stand-up. I don't really get it, you know. I've never been to a stand-up show. There you go. Like, if I'm not in it, I've never really? been to one. Really? Yeah, I've no fucking interest <laughs> in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I've never been to a show I wasn't in. So that shows you. I'm either completely out of touch or just a selfish bastard. But, but where, where do you find, like, f- uh, funniness? You know, like oh it, yeah, no, I find all that shit like I the regular sort of stuff that yeah. like like that's the shit. Like I find n- normal people fucking yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hilarious. Like yeah. Like like some <laughs> stuff that I think is hilarious. Like I've tried on stage and nobody laughs. But mm. for me, it's still hilarious. Like walking down Talbot Street and there's a lad on his phone, and you, uh, I don't know why it's funny. Like you tell me if it's funny. I don't. Nobody else seems to. Uh, he's on his phone and he was talking on his phone. This is fucking, must be a year ago. It just baffles me, like, why I can't get away with it on stage. The way he did. And he was doing that thing where he was proud of himself, so he was talking too loud. You know oh, them, lads? Yeah, Especially I know Dublin, so you know. Well. Yeah, 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 that's right, you know what I mean? One of them. <laughs> and he goes, I'm after buying a frying pan. <laughs> right? And there's... I'm like, like no one's laughing, which makes me even more <laughs> fuck. And then he goes, yeah, short pause, you know what I mean? Non-stick, <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, yeah, 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 <laughs> fucking yeah. I'm really getting me shit together now, <laughs> right? And you go, this is fucking amazing, right? And that makes me laugh. I think, do you know what makes, do you know what it is? I think what makes me laugh about that is the, is the hope in it. You know what I mean? Yes. We're all fucked off. Yes. And then you get some lad and all he's got is a Nokia 5110 <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> all he's got is a, is a Nokia and a frying pan. And he's like, fuck me, man. Things are looking up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think maybe that's it. So you're pissing yourself laughing, but I'd be bawling crying in that. I'd be like that. Oh God, he's really getting the shit together. This is a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah. And then like that's years right. ago. It's the hope. It's the hope it's in the that. Hope. And yeah, then it's yeah, people yeah, trying yeah. to do the right thing and still getting it wrong, you know? Yeah. Like years ago, there was two lads we knew and, and they got uh, into drugs, you know? And it was fucking horrific. Like, it was really horrific. Like, it was bad, you know? Yeah. And it, it ended very badly, uh, as bad as I can do, actually, for one of them. And I remember they were trying to get off the gear and all that and they said they were to go fishing, right? <laughs> so fishing was the thing that we got. One of the one of the things, right? We'll go fishing, yeah? And uh, they went off fishing and they came back and we were chatting to them and uh, I want to be careful not to say their names. Uh, I don't want to be disrespectful, but they were gas fuckers, you know? And one of them starts going, yeah, yeah, it was great, it was. And we're like, yeah, how are we getting? And we seen a dollop and all we did, right? <laughs> And the other lad goes, they're not called dollopins, you fucking idiot. And he says, well, a fucking porky pie still. <laughs> and, and, and the sincerity of the argument yeah. like, is just, it's the sincerity of the argument. Yes. I think that's what it is. You know, watching two people argue when they're both wrong. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know. But that, I, I just find normal life hilarious. Is that why? Because obviously um, a lot of people remember Naked Camera. Yeah, like that. T- I it's still vintage shit listen. Now, I it? still watch reruns of that on YouTube. I swear to God, I still do. It's I so vintage. The Gavin like, Friday Naked Camera is my favorite. And he was the only one <laughs> that knew from the start it was a wind up. Seriously, I, yeah. Like, cause a second I got into the car, he goes, "Fuck off, you're messing." Like he just knew, and for some reason, that wouldn't like whenever we did that, if anyone copped on, yeah, 
you'd normally go, ah, there's nothing in this. Yeah. But yeah. he, for some reason, was just such an entertaining fella to look at that yeah. it didn't matter. Yeah. There's it's because no the audience is never getting to see him in that capacity. Like, yeah, you know mate, He's yeah. so guarded. Because he's you know so that kind of cool or something. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, fuck off, you. Yeah. This is, he goes, this is fucking Pudge and Raj or something. He goes. <laughs> 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 that was fucking weird. Do people still say that to you? Yeah, yeah. Ages is different now. So anyone under like 30 yeah. comes up to me and says, oh, young offenders. Yeah. And everyone over 30 says, oh, yeah, the fucking Jake and the L one and all that, you know. So, yeah, yeah it never went away. But thankfully, I mean, thank, well, like, I'm so glad it happened. Jesus Christ. I was 10 years doing stand-up and getting nowhere. Like, nowhere. Struggle, like. Really struggling. Mm. And like struggling with me head as well because I never felt like I was doing I just you know I was just looking for something I was all, like I've always said I, I only ever wanted to be good at something and yeah. I didn't really give a fuck what that something was like yep. I didn't give a shit it could have been that mm. I just wanted to be good at any one thing I was fucking shit in school I wasn't uh, I tried to play sport wanted to play for the dubs I could only catch a ball with me face <laughs> uh, you know what I mean oh I was shit at everything like, I was shit at everything. No, I'm not even messing. I was so shit at everything I tried. All the stuff I got. So I wanted to be good at one thing. Like, yeah. one fucking thing. And I couldn't find what it was. And then one day we did stand-up. And, you know, people were pissing themselves laughing. Yeah. 26 years ago, I was there. Fuck me. I, I think I can actually be good at this. And uh, 10 years then later, I was going, I'm getting fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like, and I'm it, getting nowhere until I, Naked Camera happens. And at this time, the 12 that you were referencing earlier on, like, you know, yourself, Jason Byrne, like Tommy Tiernan, obviously you were saying yeah, you yeah. remember. And, uh, yeah, there was, and, Jesus, Barry Murphy was around and Ardlow Hanlon was around and Kevin Gildee was around and yeah. Ian Coppinger was around and Eddie Bannon. You, you can still remember. So who all. was the first to get the big break? It was Tommy, I think. With the Guinness ad, was it? Was that his first kind of big, I massive... I don't remember him doing a Guinness ad. Da -da -da. That's not da -da. him, you lunatic. <laughs> no, you fucking head case. That's not him at all. Imagine uh, everything he's done in his fucking career <laughs> and you fucking remember him for something he never did in the first that place. That wasn't Tommy Tiernan. No. The guy, the man who does the dance. No, you mental case. Not at all. We're no. never getting him on this fucking podcast That's now. That's really fucking oh, have to get him on now. He'd love that as well. Oh my God. Wouldn't it be amazing if, you know why he does a stand-up show? Or yeah. his, his chat show, sorry. Yeah. If, I, mean, I would love so much if you were a guest on that show. He wouldn't know you were coming and then you suddenly realise you don't know who he is either. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a big fan ever since the Guinness oh, Tommy. No, that's not him. Is that not him? No, he was. A, I can't remember his name, but he was like a real famous actor at the time, a real famous theatre actor. Uh, and he was doing all these. Uh, he was doing plays and stuff, but he did that, and then. There he is. Shane has it. Oh my God! It is not him. Shane just put it on the screen. That yeah. is absolutely not Tommy. No, it's Tiernan. Absolutely nothing like him. Oh my God! Yeah. Why did I think that? The dancing man. 95, in fairness, I was nine. 25 years ago, yeah. And I was doing stand-up for a year. Uh, yeah, so he, you know, he, that fella uh, from the Guinness ad, so he did that ad. Yeah. And he was like a, like a really good working uh, theatre actor. And then he got into this show called Bouncers. It was a stage show called Bouncers. I think it started in Andrew's Lane around the corner, which is gone now. And he, it fucked up his career. No way. Yeah, fucked up his career because he was walking on stage and people in the audience would start going, da -da, like you. Da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da. <laughs> Except you were at the wrong gig. You were at Tommy's gig. <laughs> You're up around with Tommy Tiernan's gig. Oh, look at that man. Do you know what? I'm really happy that happened here and now and not actually when I'm fucking with like... Yeah, because there's no way of him ever hearing this, right? Like, no one could ever send him this podcast.
and you could never ever know. Fuck me, Jesus, Scarlett. But anyway, we'll edit that bit out. You're right? willing your <laughs> shite. That's the best bit. That's the best bit of the whole podcast. <laughs> so talk. Go back to me about that time, like when you're struggling, because it's a very. I mean, it's definitely something, and I want to hear from myself because, like, yeah. as busy as I am. <laughs> I'm still like in what I feel is like a struggling stage where oh. like everything that's coming along, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm saying yes to everything because yeah. I'm terrified that nothing will come next year. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk to me about that. that I don't know. Like, like for, I suppose it was a different time. So, yeah. I mean, I, as old and as ridiculous as it sounds, there was no such thing as the internet or fucking anything, you yeah. know. So you just booked rooms and did t- uh, gigs, you know. So you were looking for clubs and yeah. getting on trains. So I was be working as a courier and then... Uh, during the day and then trying to get trains and shit do gigs and all that old bollocks was going on Um, and and, and like the gigs were going great Mm. like the gigs were going really really fucking good yeah, you know, to all twenty people that were there, or fifteen <laughs> people that were there, yeah, or you know, you might get a support slot, um, or they might. We did this thing that this Carol's tour. There was this cigarettes tour that everyone was on, and though they they would get like a hundred people, you're like, oh fuck me, we're in triple figures. This is big shit, like, uh, you know, so you'd be doing all that, but it, as much, as good as the gigs were going, yeah, they were still going nowhere. Mm. Like you were still going, getting up every morning, and delivering fucking letters, like, yeah. Uh, so it was really hard and then I think you know and 10 years of this happened you know mm. uh, so was there a point where you were like and sometimes, this has to end yeah there was yeah so I so what actually happened was uh, I was I truly had it I was like for the last time I'd given it up a few times now in fairness it was always Jason Bourne came and says no no come on we'll, we'll do something else or I'll give you a support or we'll do this because mm. he had taken off you know he was yeah. flying so uh, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, and then uh, I truly had it. I absolutely made up my mind. I was turning down gigs because I just had to work, whatever. And I got a call from a fella called Liam McGrath, right? Which is a mad fucking story because he was working for prime time. And he bought all this hidden camera security, like, you know, hidden covert camera shit which at the time, before the days of the GoPro. Yeah. And a, a gangster put a gun to his head, making a prime time thing. No So he's way. after spending all this fucking money and all this gear... And someone threatened to shoot him. He just had a new kid. And then he goes, well, I'm not fucking doing that anymore. Like, uh, what am I going to do? So he started thinking maybe I'll make a comedy show. Uh, you know, and he rang Patrick McDonnell and Dave McSavage and I think Brendan Dempsey and Ian Coppinger. And anyway, he started making this pilot. And uh, <clears throat> of course, people thought, hidden camera show, RT, it's going to be fucking shite. Yeah. You know, no, I suppose people... So Dave McSavage fucked off out of it. And uh, Ian Coppinger and Brendan Dempsey together oh, ended up getting this job in the West End. This big one flew over the cuckoo's nest with Christian Slater or whatever. So they fucked off. Yeah. So they asked every other comedian in Ireland. They wouldn't do it. Uh, so <laughs> when there was nobody left, like no shit, like when there was no, when there was nobody left to ask, they asked me. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. I've, I'm, I'm giving this shit up. Um, so I got on my motorbike and just fucked off out of Ireland so I just drove all around Eastern Europe on my motorbike on my own didn't know what I was doing I just fucked off just driving around and I was kind of going through a break with somebody else and all this shit so I just kept driving until I ran out of money uh, and, uh, that sounds brilliant yeah it was good, it was, good. Yeah, it was a bit mental at yeah. the same time like I remember driving through Kosovo and all and the uh, fucking French um, troops and all telling me to stop driving up the road because it was uh, um, there was mines and all I had a clue what I was doing uh, and then I came home and when I came home, if I wasn't broke before I left, I was absolutely smashed now. Yeah. So I rang Liam on the off chance. I says, I don't suppose you're still looking for anyone to do that show. And he goes, yeah, we are. Do you want to come out tomorrow? 
and we'll do something. I was like, fuck, you know, and then I near shit myself. I'm like, oh, I better tell him I can't do it again. Yeah. But uh, I turned up and uh, they said they give me a, de- a screen test for the day. And we filmed that day in Fibsborough. It was the, the sketch where you walk in to buy the house for cash in Fibsborough. Yeah. That was it. That was me first. That was the first thing I shown in the series and my first day doing it. No way. Yeah. So it, like, and that was it. That was kind of the beginning of actually having a career rather than being, you know, a stand up gigging for points. Do you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Because we were all gigging for points, like, you know. But that was the start. That was when it actually worked. And then, when it, and then fucking six months later, we were all in Vicar Street, you know. So it was just, it was weird. It was a whole, it was a really weird time. It's so funny how... But then you just it, take on new anxieties. You know, then you go from, oh, I'm going to fuck it all up now. And then, you know, you just go into, you know... Well, what is that anxiety? Is it, kind of, is it, is it imposter syndrome? Is it Yeah, like... there's that. And there's, yeah, the fact... And then you've, you've, like, in over 10 years, you've built this really strong hour, right? Yeah. And then you take it on tour. <laughs> yeah. And then they go, we need a new hour next year. And you go, you what? The fuck are you talking about? I can't do that. Yeah. There's no way you can do that. You're mad. So you do it again with the same hour. And you think, oh, gee, I'm really in fucking trouble now. Uh, and the, then you have to go and, you know, start from scratch. Yeah. So now you're starting from scratch, but people know you. Like, you know, yeah. everybody fucking knows you. You're selling tickets for a show. You don't even know what it is. You've made up a name and everything. You know, Shit. and you're trying to come up with it. Yeah, so, so yeah, so th- there's all that. And like yeah. I told you, I can't write. So I'm trying. To, I'm going out and just walking around, looking at people. You know, and trying to f- shit to happen. You know, my dog takes a shite and I'm like tapping into the fucking phone. <laughs> I'll write it down. You know, something but has then, to happen. If so you have, it was a pa- it was constant panic. Like you the know. first night, then let like me say I have a new show that you go and you do, and it gets the laughs, and people are in a jockey. Yeah. Do you relax then? Are they like... No, I never did. No. Really? Yeah. No, I never did. We ended up making a documentary about my stage fight problems uh, for RTE. I saw it, yeah. Because I could never, ever fully... I've never been able to enjoy myself on stage, really. Not. Like, as soon as it gets over, as soon as the gig is over, I just get a huge sense of relief. And I'm the first person out of every venue every night. Every night. Like, I tell whoever's on with me, I tell them, this is going to be the last joke. And when you hear me do it, start the fucking car... And we're getting the fuck out of here. Why? Yeah, because I can't handle being in the environment. It's it's too intimidating for me. Well. So then, yeah, so then they'll they'll start the car and I will literally fucking do the gag, throw it in, thanks so much, run out the door, get into the car and drive out the drive. And oh, get, they call get for an you. encore. The, oh, yeah, You're I, gone. I, I ha, uh, yeah, it's happened. It has, You're on yeah. the end of I am gone, like, I am up the fucking <laughs> road. I am up the road. Like, uh, breed, like trying to breathe, you know? It's not. Yeah, I've because... never been able to really get like there has been times I've been on stage going I could say fucking that now this has yeah. been fantastic but yeah. there's still always that bit inside me that just goes you're you know going what? to it's fuck so... it up I, I, there'll be a lot of people that listen to that PJ and they'll be like that just doesn't add up because you're so you appear to be so confident when you're on stage and comfortable you know yeah I, suppose, I don't know I suppose I believe in the stories even, but there's still a part of me that's going like here's the weird fucking thing. Yeah. If I'm on stage and it's and I'm dying on my arse, <laughs> I'm I'm totally all right with that. But if I'm up there and it's going really fucking well, all I'm thinking is you're gonna fuck it up. You're gonna fuck it up. You're wait you see, you're gonna make a fucking bollocks of this. You're half an hour in there roaring laugh and you've a half an hour to go. You're having a fucking chance. Then fifty minutes in, oh, not much time left now. You cunt. You're gonna make a bollocks of this. There's something Whereas, in that. I wish oh, I had a, 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 like a, therap- a, a, a therapist mind or knowledge to like. There's something yeah. de- self-deprecating about that. I, I know, but so I just try not to do stand-up when unless I have to. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean like, and I'm very grateful for stand-up. Like yeah. I would have done 
nothing. And I love that what it's done for my life. And I love yeah. the fact that I can do it. And like it says, I really, really, really loved and I did find something I could be good at. Yeah. That matters. You yeah. know, it gives me fucking, puts value in my life. And it wasn't for stand up, I wouldn't have had any of that. Yeah. But I still don't want to do it. You know, I know what it is now. I'll fucking leave it there. So like the last time that I saw you. <laughs> like um, I will do it again. I have to pay the bills. I will put myself through that hell again. And I, and I will reflect back like I have now and say that was brilliant and that was worth it. <laughs> but it won't be an enjoyable process. It will, it'll be a, pro, a wordy process, but not a for huge For you, but it, it will be enjoyed by others. When, when did I see you? Uh, it was for the Bose uh, gig in Vicar Street. Yeah, yeah. That one was that horrendous. Was last year, was it? That was a, that was I, a disaster. I was, I was bleeding, tears rolling down my face. I couldn't stop laughing. Ah, I thought you were probably fucking drunk. Brilliant. I had a few Guinness on me that <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> might have, might have. But I thought you were fantastic. And everyone yeah. around me did too. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like a gig has to be perfect, or I can't. Like if a gig isn't perfect, I, I beat myself up over it and everything. It's, yeah, I don't know. Whereas that's why I love this sort of shit. Sitting down and chatting, you know. Yeah. I love yeah. this sort of shit. That's why I love radio. You know. Yeah. You get but to it's just classic, classic hits, four FM, isn't it? That's yeah, it's not four FM anymore. But we oh, never no. told anyone, so no one's. So I don't know how we expected people to fucking. Well, know. there you go. We just changed the name and hope for the best. Although but to be fair, go. I just thought Tommy Tiernan was on the Guinness Hands, yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't no. have got right anyway. No, no, yeah. It's like genuinely like last week, you know, people who advertise at the station send us letters <laughs> with the wrong name on it. So we're like, yeah, I think this might be our fault to a some extent. But, <laughs> but but I love the job. I love yeah. I love communicating with people. I like yeah. people, you know. Mm. I do. And stand up can be a lonely old cunt of a thing. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're a driver. That's all you are. You know, you're, I, it's, I drove a van because it was motorbike racing, right? So stand up for me was how to pay for motorbike racing. So I would be in my van and I'd get in like a DHL driver or whatever and I'd drive for three hours to a gig and then i get up and then, instead of delivering a package, I'd deliver me jokes. And then i get back in the van and drive home. So the only time you talk to anyone all day is a bunch of people who aren't allowed to talk back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you're that's locked a, into a, your own head yeah. the whole fucking time. And mm. lads who love stand up, they love that. They're great. They're, you know, they, they love all that. I I, I just, I, you know, I, I get very isolated. I still, I, I'm still an anti social little bastard as well. Are you really? Yeah? Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. Mean, yeah, I do want to get out of that. Yeah, I would, yeah. Should I take care of me up at weddings? <laughs> I did, to the point now where she was asking me to go, I'll go, no, I wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yeah, I think that's not just, you know, sitting around. I'm not really into But it. listen, it, like, and another thing that I always think about as well, in a profession like that, you know, uh, comedy or anyone that's on stage or a musician or, you know, even to a degree doing the podcast, although I love this, so I'm always in great form when I do it. But if you have off days, you still have to go do your gig. Do I know. you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. But isn't there, there's a lot to be said, I think, about, that sort of, you know, uh, if you act happy, you get happy, you know. Yeah. Even, and there's a bit of a release in it. That was mm. one thing stand-up was great for, was, you know, no matter what was going on in your life, mm. you get up on stage and you deliver this and you commit to it 100%. And you do leave, the, like, you know, afterwards when I'm in my car or van going up the road on my own and I'm out of that environment, mm. you do feel like you left the audience feel. Well, it doesn't last I'm, forever, I'm, but it does. So, but you do feel, you know, it does. I was going to so. ask you, do you find joy in making people laugh? Or ah, making yeah, people I do. Happy? Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. Yeah, I do. It's the responsibility of having to do it that I hate, but yeah. I do. I do love it. Yeah, I love. I love it. That's what I love about radio. I see radio is just waking, is trying to fucking tell someone that it's okay to get out of bed. Yeah. 
That's all. Oh, if that's you, so... I'm going to start bored and crying. Don't make me no, cry. No, yeah, but that's good. But if you... Please. <laughs> I'm going to cry again on this podcast. But if you that's were to ask me, thing. what's yeah. your job? I would say I try to tell people it's all right to get out of bed. Yeah. I try and make people laugh before they leave the house. Mm. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, that's why I really... I, like, I, I love when... Like, that's where I get a buzz out. Someone said, what's happening in the show? Saying, I nearly crashed a fucking car this morning. And I was yeah. in a foul humour leaving. Yeah. You know, and you get that, and, that, and that, that, that's the real feel good And morning radio is so important because it's such a factor in people's lives, like when they're going to work or they're bringing the kids to school or they're cleaning up the kitchen after the kids have left or, you yeah. know what I mean, whatever. So it, it, you're part of people's routine. Oh, yeah, they give out to you if you do something different. <laughs> you know, they do, yeah. So you, like, you do a quiz at 8 <laughs> o'clock, and if you do that at 10 minutes later, it's like, you fucking bastards, I was yeah. thought it was late. You yeah. have to get, you know, or I thought it was, I thought it was after getting here 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. You know, the kids were waiting to do, to play along. You know, they set their clock by you. Yeah. And it took me a while to get my head around that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't, like, you, they really do, you know, features and they set their, and they know what you're going to do and they rely on it and they stay with you for certain times and they come back to you at certain times. Mm. And there's something real nice about that, you know. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's something stand up can't offer you. you know? Yeah, that is true, actually. Do you and mind? if it all goes shit, you just play a Lionel Richie song and, <laughs> yeah. you know, put your head in your hands Everyone have another go in 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> I'll try again after the news right do the early mornings bother you no I, I don't mind them do you enjoy all. being up at yeah, that time in the morning yeah, yeah. yeah the early nights it can be hard like yeah. going to bed at, you know when it's bright out and there's kids playing football and, <laughs> yeah. and ice cream fans going up down the road that can be hard but no the early mornings don't bother me at all no yeah. like it's got, again 26 years doing stand up you suddenly realise you're a morning person yeah. which is a bit of a shock like yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but look, it's like it's what you make you normal, isn't it? Yeah, like, it is true. Whatever you make, your 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 normal is different to my normal. It's just yeah. Most people get up at I don't know what the fuck time seven eight o'clock. Yeah, I don't know. Some people uh, two p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, so what that feels speed to them. Yeah, to me like <laughs> to me the idea of getting up two hours later and sitting in rush hour traffic that to me is seems Nuts. unbearable. Yeah, you know. 100%. So I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever you get used to. And talk to me about young offenders. Yeah. Like, could you have anticipated how goddamn big that show was no, going to get? No, not at all. Not at all. I couldn't even. I don't even know why I'm in the fucking thing. <laughs> like, genuinely. Like, so, like for a start, everyone in us from Cork except for me. Yeah. They made the movie. My character essentially disappeared. <laughs> so, and then they just made the series, and for no fucking good reason, this is now let PJ be in it. <laughs> I just rewrote a part. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I know. I don't know. Like. I, 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 I went for the audition for that yeah. uh, Peter Foote the, the, the director he, he rang me and he says oh, come, I, come in and I want you to we're doing this thing and um, he, like, he, he, he kind of made it feel like it was this small thing that it wasn't you know it was some independent you know I suppose it was but he made it feel like it wasn't a huge thing so I went in and I was chatting to him and it was one of them yeah now look there's no definites in this and he showed me the trailer so the whole movie was made except for my part when it came to the no way the really? movie yeah because they had just hadn't cast who they wanted as the bad guy right you know Ray the drug dealer yeah. they just hadn't cast who they wanted so I saw this big long trailer I was like you know the way you just get a good feel and you're like there's something really special about this and straight away I was like oh I fucking want to be in this yeah I don't even care if no one sees I want to be in it, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was chatting to him about it. And before I left the room, he goes, ah, fuck it. Come on, do it. Be in the, do, do the part. I was like, grand, yeah. Went up and did a few days in Cork. Real small production. No big deal. And fuck me. Like, it just ended up being a monster. Yeah. Just kept going and going and going and yeah. going. 
and then the BBC got involved and RT got involved and like that they for no good reason they wrote me back into it no absolutely for and a reason definitely it's been, it's been brilliant crack yeah. yeah I found it a lot easier to play the disabled drug dealer than I found to be you know a, <laughs> a school teacher shows where I probably would have ended up for one day on stand up but it's been great it's been brilliant yeah. and that everyone on it is sound like it's just been just one of those it's, it's, it's such a special thing to be a part of yeah it really you know? is and the last series, of course, is out now. Yeah, what year is it? Twenty twenty. Yeah, grand. That's those wake points from the wake. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty. November, I think this year. No like, way. That's the, the estimated time. Because it's turned into like that sort of like a like a cult thing, and you know, it's like it's got a, like a cult following. It's kind of been like wrote into sort of like yeah, Irish in Cork, culture. Like in Cork, it's like I go to Cork all the time just because I love being in Cork. You yeah. know. And in Cork, it's got a whole different thing. Like, yeah, Cork is, everyone in Cork is your friend now. Yeah. You know what I mean? In Dublin, it's like, oh, yeah, there's your man, or hell yeah, what's the crowd? That's it. In Cork, it's like straight up, you know, how's it going? You're dead fucking well down that way. It's a great lunch, show. You know, sit down, just sit down beside you and eat our lunch with you kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah, love so it. So it's all, yeah, yeah, it's love great. It. Like. Yeah, love that shit. Because there's the prize. It's like, you know, because anyone outside of Dublin always has that thing of, you know, once you go outside Dublin, like, it's the countryside, basically. Yeah, well, especially Cork. It's yeah. fucking Texas. Yeah. Like, it's the Lone Star <laughs> State yeah. down there. Yeah. You know, so they can't believe they're not getting all the attention all the time. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that is happening. It's like, oh, about fucking time, man. You know, about fucking time. It's not all about Dublin, you know. We've enough for the whole and everything. We've an airport and all, you bastards. Uh, so it's a different so it's a yeah so they're loving it yeah, they love the attention so good but yeah but it's great I, I, like I'm delighted we got to do a show that I feel is really good you know yeah well it's got a lovely message to it doesn't it like ah, as funny yeah. as it is there's a lovely little ah, undertone it's a sentimental little yeah. shite now yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. something for everyone like, yeah yeah it is isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Talk to me about your spare time, because I know you're a big Bose fan. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I know, that's that's the thing at the minute. I suppose, like, I'm always looking for fucking something, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can't, I, I find it hard, I, I, like, I don't really like getting pissed all the time and going to pubs mm. and all that. I want to be, I need to be doing something. I imagine, though, if PJ Gallagher goes into a pub... It's a good place to be. Well, like, know, do no, people? Really. I imagine you walk into pub and everyone wants to buy you a pint of Guinness. Not really. People, the more you look, the less impressive I get. Like, <laughs> you know. So uh, in a very you short space of so fucking time. Self-deprecating. No, it's true. It's fucking true. Everybody, it's the same <laughs> with everybody. You know what I mean? No matter who you meet after half an hour, you're thinking I've had enough of this fucking now. Like, uh, <laughs> like. So I suppose the pubs I like going to are actually quite dull old pubs. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to sit there and like look at football and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but like I always wanted to be doing something. So I, like, if, I, unfortunately, motorbike racing reached its end for me, and that was the thing. Well, I was talk most to passionate me about, about that before we talk about both. Talk to me about the motorbike racing because you. Did you do it? Do you say professionally? Is that what you say? Well, not, well it's like not. Well, it's not MotoGP style, but like I did it at a high enough level in Ireland, yeah. And I used to love it. Like you know, it was the only thing that mattered to me. Like I was so, 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 so into it. But then, like you just your body just won't let you do yeah. it. You know, it's a tough on the body. Yeah. yeah, like I was getting surgeries all through the winter, and then I had this fucking shit time where I couldn't walk for like six months at all, and I had all these surgeries on my legs, and then my shoulder went and. 
Uh, then I had this crash in Spain where I just, I don't know what I did, but Jesus, I got some horrible head injury. Fell through the fucking Lancome counter in the airport and everything. No way. Yeah, yeah. That was funny now, in fairness. <laughs> but, uh, but, <laughs> but I had some mad head injury. I woke up standing in the middle of the hotel room in the middle of the night with the lights off and all. I, I, so that was kind of the end then. I knew the yeah. body couldn't take it anymore. And I was doing this race... Um, and I remember going around the corner, like, you know, fuck, you're involved in a sport that's pretty full on. Like, so, yeah. So you'll probably identify with, I'm hearing something like this, you know. So before like I was going around the corner, yeah. it's one of Mondello Park, and, I, and a guy came up me inside and he showed me his front wheel. And normally you would lean right down on top of him. Yeah. You know, let him fucking know you're not getting past and, you know, scare the shit out of him or whatever. And you to go on, you know, no accelerate Jeez, and just heavy. fucking, you know, stick your elbow onto his fucking bike or whatever. You know, you'd always, you just let him know you're not getting past or you'd cross his line. And I stood the bike up and let him go. And I knew straight away, my head's gone. My what? head's gone. Yeah, I was there. I'm afraid of getting hurt. For the first time ever, I'm afraid of getting, I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt here. Uh, and then I went to Spain and I did get hurt. And I was there. Just, that's the end of that now. That's wow. The end of that. And the problem is I was always wanting to try, I was try, kept trying to earn a license to race in the Isle of Man. Yeah, well, is, that, is there a big... It's, it's hard what? to do. So so you have to race in circuits till you get to a certain... Oh, okay. Extent. Then you right. race the roads until you get a certain time. Right. And then when you race, finish the roads, then you get your international license, which lets you race the Manx and the Isle of Man. And right. fucking, I had already applied for my license for the following year and I arrived just after I'd given up. But you know, maybe it's, maybe that saved me life. I mean, if you go over there and get killed all the time. So, you know, maybe it was the right thing. So is there an but, element when you're, when you're racing and you're saying that about the guy coming in close to you, like... To do that, do you, is it sort of like, what's the mindset? You just want to win. You just want to stay yeah. in front. That's I never it. actually even thought win. about it that, like that before. Like, I have been naive. Just been win. like, everyone's driving along and whoever gets there the fastest is the winner. No. But you don't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's definitely not like that. That's like comparing the MMA to a fucking bit of old arm wrestling. Like, it's not like, it's, oh, good for you. Yeah, on my elbow. No, it's not like that at all. It's right, okay. highly, highly, highly competitive. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it really is, yeah. Oh, interesting. And like, you get really fucking close at really high speed and like people won't give you an inch you know it's it's really competitive now I probably yeah. shouldn't say this because like obviously I work in MMA and combat sports where people are like you know you know wanted banned and all for mad reasons but it's that seems very dangerous you of all people now may go <laughs> fuck yourself with that like it doesn't matter <laughs> Racing at full speed, but like the 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 you shit yourself. Well, there Someone is coming danger in. to it. Yeah, of course it is a dangerous is sport. That the, is that the buzz? Well, I suppose it is. It's a beautiful danger. It's yeah, just a beautiful danger. I you probably get it in combat, combat sport. Yeah, I imagine yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same in combat sport. Mm. Like, well, how, what other position can you be in your fucking life where the only thing that matters to you, literally the only thing, is this next second that can change everything. Yeah. So you can like like you go out on a Sunday. And you don't know if you're coming home that day. Yes. Like, you want to know what it feels like to be alive. Go out on a Sunday and actually wonder if you're getting fucking home. Yeah. Like, are you going to be sitting down having a pint afterwards? Are you going to be at home eating a dinner that's going to be the best tasting dinner you ever fucking had? Or are you going to be lying in a hospital all bent and buckled up to fuck? Or your bike's going to be smashed to a fucking thousand pieces and you have to try and get four fucking grand to fix it again? Yeah. Like, that's where living is. There's that beautiful danger of not knowing what happens. Like, the tragedy that happens then as well and like all of that mm. stuff and, 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 and then the victory like when I won my first I only ever won four races in, the, in those years yeah. I only won four like I'll never ever forget how good that felt I yes. came in after the, after yeah, the yeah, first yeah. race and uh, packed up the van and we were all finished and 
was over the moon and packed up the van and I drove out of Mandela Park and I fucking got hit with this wave of emotion. I had to park on the side of the road and start crying my eyes out. And that stupid fucking song, Sparrow and Wolf, you know, Sparrow and Wolf. <laughs> and every time I hear that song ever since, every time no, I, it gets me all, oh, Jesus, I get all like, you know, the chills in me back and everything. Yeah. And like, that's, but that's where, that's where it's at. Like, uh, that's where it fucking living is. Like, it's in thinking that you're, you know, put yourself in, it's yeah. that beautiful danger. Like, you know, there's a great line and is it a fistful of dollars or something? One of them where he goes, hey, Blondie, you want to feel what I feel? <laughs> want to know what it feels like to be alive? Let the devil bite your arse. Yeah. That's, there's, there's great truth in that. Yeah, Combat sport's all about that. Like, you but, can go out and like, have a great, oh, come back with your fucking arms broken up or well, someone kicks you in the, the face and you, you don't come back from it. And listen, so many people say to me, like people that are not in the sport, say when I'm out on the Elaine show, like, and they're all, the girls will be like, how do you even watch that? And I'm like, you don't understand the don't art, the artistry yeah. and the passion of like seeing two men or two women go out and like the intense emotion before they make a ring walk or cage this walk, whatever it. it is. You're not involved. And Especially then you should be banned. No, you should be banned. You mind should your be own fucking business. Exactly. And mind, why do you give a fucking shit? Mind your own fucking business. There's all these fucking assholes. Mind your own fucking <laughs> yeah. business. Come to see a race and if you don't like it, then fuck off. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? No one is ever going to st- stop you doing it. You know what I mean? I think your kids are fucking ugly. Don't let them outside. <laughs> Mind your fucking business. Mind your fucking business. Telling people what they should and shouldn't know, do or what yes. risks are and aren't acceptable. And like, the thing is, when you do, that's the best. That for me, those days racing bikes, they were the best days. Mm. Nothing is ever going to get better than that. Yeah. And I know it probably is a controversial opinion, but if I had it killed me, I would have lived an amazing life. Yeah. You know, like, and yeah. that's like, but like that, that's as good as it gets. I'm going to spend the next 40 years wishing I was racing a fucking bike again. But that's all right. Like, it happens, you well, know? Well, it's funny you say that because I actually, always, maybe there's loads more examples that I could think of, but in those moments, exactly what you're saying, I always think of Steve Irwin. I'm like, he died yeah. very happy. I know. And, and of all like, the things to kill him, it was a fucking fish. A fish, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In fairness, that's like me going bald by grazing and I die falling out the back of the van. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it is like... Yeah. And it's, people know nothing about it. They don't know what they're talking... Mm. People don't know what they're talking about. They just don't know. They can't relate to it. Yeah. I, I, Grant, don't like it. I mean, you know, they don't have to like MMA. You know, I'm, I'm not a fan of MMA. I don't get mm. it. Not, but, so, but that's Grant. Go on and fucking yeah. do it. It's none of my business. It's literally none of my business. It's the campaigning to have something stopped. That you have no interest exactly. in. That's what does my head in. Yeah. You know, I can appreciate like, like Jesus Christ, looking lads getting into it. I don't know how anyone does MMA. <laughs> like, I don't know how anyone does it. Did like, I not talk to you if for I got a while? I kicked in the face you... once, I'd be there, right, I'm going home. <laughs> but <laughs> I did was not there a time where you talked about doing jiu jitsu at one stage? Did we not talk about that a while ago? I don't know, we did we? Yeah. I know, uh, no, you were telling me to go and do it up oh, in your I was gym. You, and yeah. I said, no. <laughs> Because I don't want to get hurt. Sorry. Well, yeah, you said come up and do it. I said no. I don't want to get hurt. I don't. No. I don't oh, yeah, want that's to. It. Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly no, you're going to come. I go up there. You get fucking kicked around the room. And I go home. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. But do yeah. you ever find yourself trying to to chase that feeling that you got? Yeah, but I do it in other ways. So there's different things, and I find I like I so I do it in, like so I joined the RNLI, and the lifeboats and stuff. Yes, And yeah, then I yeah. go to football matches and I get really into stuff. I get really I get really behind stuff, you know. And that's yeah. how I do it. I'm also trying to justify me place in the world as well, you know, like just that as well. Yeah. Like, I always feel like every achievement I've ever made is a bit shit. So you're kind of always chasing the next thing. Do you know that way? Yeah. So there's a bit of that in it as well. That's Where does that come from in you? Uh, I think uh, being adopted. I think and being really? born away. Yeah, you know, I've never been. I always feel like it was an accident, a mistake. I can't. I can't fill that hole. I can't fill it. Uh, so it's like. So that's why I think I do a lot of the shit I do. I think that's why. I think that's why you do stand up. 
Who the fuck would do stand-up unless you were begging to be accepted? Asking strangers to fucking... You know, not enough hugs as a child. That's what's wrong with you. Uh, you know what I mean? I think that's what it is. So you know, everything I've ever done, it comes back to that. It comes back to the fact that I always feel like I don't really... I'm a, I'm a mistake in the world. So I think I'm always trying to make... Fucking fill that fucking hole. You know what I mean? Mm. Problem is, you, you're trying to fill the hole. You, you, you never will. But it does make you have big experiences. So, it, like, yeah. you know, so I'm all right with it. I understand it. And uh, I and I can enjoy where it takes me. But that's, that's I think, I fucking don't know. I think that's what it is. That's like, ah, oh, that's like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> but there's no need to be crying, no. no but that's, but I but think I, what, the, what you're, what you're, the, the point that you're kind of scratching on there it's something that I think we all actually do feel. It is that whole yeah. of, like maybe, obviously I don't have the experience of being adopted, but I definitely have that need to be accepted. And Yeah, yeah, like it's part of, we're social animals. Yeah, you know? of course, yeah. yeah. And I think like, and as well, I look back on it and think the very first thing that happened to me when I was born was I was given away. Mm. You know, and that's, I, 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 I think I'll always, like, and then I fucking grew up in a mad environment. Yeah. That I have resents a bit, you know, like, so mm. like, I, I, got, I was adopted and then I grew up in, in an actual mental home. I can't think of a better name for it. Like, that's what Madhouse, the show, is about. We wrote the show Madhouse last year. So six, do you know this story at all? No, so, no, not at so all. So our house was a, a, an experiment by the Eastern Health Board. Fuck off. So, yeah, so there's three houses in Ireland, right? Yeah. Or four houses, I beg your pardon, three outside of ours, that were an experiment for uh, a mental health experiment in the 1980s. So people who were schizophrenic, severely mentally ill people, were moved into our house uh, to live there. So I lived with six severely mentally ill schizophrenic people that my ma had to look after. What? Right? Yeah. So they lived in the house with us, right? Now, it was fucking... This was the 1980s now. There was no mental health. You were mental or you had health. <laughs> that was fucking it, right? You choose your fucking weapon. <laughs> yeah. That was it. So, uh, so, <laughs> so I was in the gaff. And they were in the gaff, and the dog, I mean, mommy, dad were in the gaff, and they were my dad whenever he was, you know, if he wasn't just, you know, disappearing to get away from it. Yeah. Uh, and my sister, and that was it. So it was a mad upbringing. You know, it was mad. So you're talking about looking for attention. I mean, you were lost in the fucking madness of it all. Yeah, I imagine. So, uh, yeah, so I think, so you're asking me, where do you, where, where do you get this? That's where I get it from. Like, you get adopted and put into that situation, and you grow up, you know, and it's, it yeah. was fucking bedlam. The whole thing was bedlam, mm. you know. And then there was the other shit going on with you folks, like. So it was all, mm. <laughs> so it was mad. Yeah. I think we all had a bit of that. Fucking you, hell. you know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, then you just come out the other side of it, and you're supposed to function mm. as an as an adult. And then, like, and then you go into school, and you're being told you're, you know, oh, you're you're no good here. I know. You want me to come in? You know where I'm after fucking walk? You want me to come in out that gaff and sit down? Yeah. You mad bastard! I can't just fucking <laughs> sit down. It's mayhem. I've never sat fucking down. Can't sit down so I suppose you feel like you never everything felt like it was an accident yeah. it all felt like it was in everybody's fucking way all the time you know yeah. so you're trying to make up for it I'm still trying to make up for it so then where did like where does that show up then as an adult or, or when you were growing up you know it was like can you pinpoint different things or yeah in that like in in like doing, doing certain in in that doing stand-up comedy and never mm. feeling like you're supposed to be doing it even though you feel like you're good at it in that yeah. and never feeling like you're really good at anything and never really feeling like you're fit in and not being very good with friends mm. you know uh, in can't I've, very bad at relationships mm. you know 
uh, I fucked up a marriage and all of that because I think that became because of it, you know. Mm. So I think all of that shit. All did of you that ever shit. go to therapy or did you ever like? Ah, uh, yeah. Consider... Look, I know I shouldn't be saying it. Didn't for, it? Did nothing for me. Only annoy me. And I know you shouldn't say. I know you're not supposed to say that, but it did nothing for me. No, that's your, so your experience I, of it. Yeah, yeah. It did. That's my experience of it. Uh, you know what works for me is getting up and and getting. I like. I love being a part of something, even if I don't. You know. So I love being a part of the bowls thing. I love mm. being a part of. I love being a part of the motorbike community. Mm. I love being a part of the lifeboat crew. Mm. You know. I love getting. I get very involved in all these yeah. things, you know. That for me, but, that's but, what does it for me. I like, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, self-love and self-reflection and self." Yeah. Fuck all that for me. That doesn't work for me. I want to be, you know, giving to this and giving to that and involved in this and involved in that. And then, like, mm. and then, like, that's where my tranquility is, you know. Well, as an observer of that, I would. How would, how do I say this? Like. From from what I know of you, which will say like how you got totally like encompassed by bows, by like your career, <laughs> by the RNLI, everything is that all those struggles that you had gone to growing up have led you to a place where you're like a really good, great member of a team. My thought, well, again, you'd have to ask the fucking team. Well, we will. Come <laughs> on in, team. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, not more, not more than anyone else. Mm. But I get a lot out of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I wish I, I don't know the answer to that. You if, if you could change anything, would you change? What would you change? About about my life in general. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I didn't enjoy my childhood, so mm. I think I'd change that. I would. Yeah. I. Yeah, oh, then where would like would I be different? Would I have done what I've done? Would I've had the experiences? Mm. I don't know. Like, would I change who, where I am now as an adult in my life? I don't fucking think so. Yeah. You know, I don't think so. I've lived a different life. You know, it's so... I don't think so. So I could change that and fuck it all up. So would I change it? Yeah, fuck it. Let's make it something stupid. I put a third elbow on my arm so I can pick up <laughs> shit that drops behind the radiator. <laughs> you know, and do weird pub tricks. Fuck it. That's it. Let's stick with that. Like, if I change anything that's, you know, in my life past or future, then it's, I'm just fucking it all up. Yeah, fuck it. Just give me a funny looking fucking arm and we mm. can play around with it. <laughs> you, you seem to be very <laughs> fuck it you know what I mean that's my story you seem to be very self aware though Do you? are you a deep thinker do you think about things quite a bit ah yeah you get. yeah I suppose mm. I do yeah I get too much yeah like yeah. everybody you yeah. do oh yes you do you definitely do everyone does you yeah. know you get too locked up you forget that no one's really thinking about you at all yeah you do yeah so I do yeah and the last couple of years doing podcasts like this, like four years ago, we did a podcast like this. I wouldn't be telling you half of this fucking shit. I'd be just smart, I'd be there, mind your business and mm. say what the right things and what's expected of you and try and make people laugh. I don't fucking care anymore. I just want to, you know, try and you know, I get more crack out just being honest now. You yeah. Know? Do you find yourself living like, quote unquote, freely? But much freely? More so. Is that even a word? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it <laughs> is, but it? I understood it. Yeah. <laughs> more free. I, I do, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, and the older I get, the less I give. A shite, you know mm. that kind of way. You yeah. know, I just worry about normal things now, bills and all that bollocks. You know, oh, but, yes. uh, but 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 yeah, living. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Finally, not afraid to just but be what, myself. What if you, if you could? You're writing a hypothetical book here. What's the biggest lesson that you learned in life? <laughs> Jesus, that's a fucking question. Um, <laughs> what's the biggest lesson I've learned in my life? Yeah. Fucking hell. Um. Jesus, that's a huge question. It's funny, you know. I I don't think we know the answer to that. I don't know if I was to really think about what's the the, the biggest thing I think I've learned in life. 
I mean, if I was okay, there's I'll answer two questions at the same time. Yeah, it's a fucking. It's not never hold yourself back doing mm. what you want to fucking do. Like no matter what it is, you have to do it, even if you don't trust yourself. Mm. And if I could change one thing about myself to answer the other question, it would be to fucking trust myself a bit more. Oh, that's a good one. That's probably the. That's probably the biggest lesson. Mm. That's probably the, that one's probably not going to happen. But at the same stage, I will always. I'll always give myself the boot in the arse to try something new. Like, you yeah, know. I think you get, you get used to shitting yourself as well. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you believe in life purpose? Do you believe that all roads have led you here? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good ones, I, I love it. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a, you, is the, there moments, too many lucky breaks? To yeah, just, that's what I was going to ask. Is many. there moments along the way where you realise and you went actually? Yeah, this too has many to things. Be. Too many things. Like, yeah, too many things where. Too many choices and too many stupid fucking mistakes that you mm. can't look back and say they weren't mistakes, but they all seem to go yeah. all right. You know, things always seem to end up all right. Mm. They always seem to end up all right. Uh, I don't know why that is. You know, I don't know why I've got the people in my life I have in my life. I don't deserve them. Uh, I don't know why people have constantly come back after me. I don't know why they've constantly pushed me and encouraged me to do shit I gave up on myself years about, mm. uh, ago about. And I don't know why all those things eventually ended up happening. Because I'll fucking tell you something. I'm not a very hard worker. I'm an awful cunt to sit around. So, like, there has to be some purpose to it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm a lazy bastard given yeah. half a chance, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. I would imagine that those people are in your life because they see you. Well, I, I, they, I, they see you in ways that you can't see yourself. Maybe. Or maybe they see some false image with us walking. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Whatever. I'm actually gonna like ring you Monday morning and be like, "Hi, so we've a group therapy session. It's at 11 a.m. Come yeah. on down." I'm gonna go listen to the podcast go alright because I had a couple of points and I hope I didn't make a show of myself. I don't wake. You caught me in a moment of extraordinary reflection. I had three points and, a f and I was at a funeral, so I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. Fuck off! I'm just really good at my job. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but if you had, if you had one hope, where are we? Chains like get me out of this gaff. We're right. Okay, we're, uh, we're gone. We're gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you had one, we'll say hope for the future. What would it be? Yeah. I, honestly, it's just about uh, it's just about anxiety. Like I, I've, I think I'm, I'm all right. If I could just uh, get rid of the anxiety about what I'm going to do next and enjoy the ride. Yeah. That's it. You know. That's it. I just, yeah. That's all. That's great. Like, I mean, it's just a, uh, like, I look at my life, genuine, genuinely, I look at my life and I'm in a, go I'm in a good place and I know that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know something, if I could keep things going the way they're going now, yeah, I'd be happy. If I could think that, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy. I would, yeah. A fucking life is good now. Like, yeah. Like, it is good, you know? Yeah. It is. Would you, like, be, would you agree that it, it has all to do with your mind? Well, yeah, of course. I was only talking to Willie White today. Do you know Willie White? He's a stand-up comedian and he yeah. was in Mountjoy Prison and all of that stuff. And he was just doing a gig in Mountjoy Prison. And he was telling me that uh, you know, he was doing a gig and there was a lifer in. And Tommy Turner was doing the gig, actually. And uh, he realised that... And Tommy was asking the lifer, this is a guy doing, you know, life in prison. He goes, are you happy? And he goes, yeah, you can be happy anywhere. Ooh. So you can be happy anywhere. So I've been happier in here than I ever was out there. Wow. So yeah, you can, I, I suppose you can. Now he's probably mentally stronger than I am because if you put me into a prison, I'm fucking not going to last very long. But like, you know, can you be happy? Every, yeah, yeah, he can. You can be happy anywhere. Yeah, of course you can. It's probably hard because we're all like, you know, we've hardwired ourselves to want certain shit and to compare ourselves to, to unrealistic stuff and, you know. Yeah. We, but yeah, of course, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's something to 
take home, as they say. Before <laughs> before I let you go, very, very final question. She's on the spoke. It's You're just thinking now, you know the way he didn't do that therapy. He's after he's after getting his money's worth out of me. You're gonna be what you're gonna be like invoicing me for like a sixteen hundred quid. Shane is the invoice ready to go as soon as he wraps yeah, yeah, up here. Yeah. <laughs> here you go. I will say that though as well about lads, because I have I've I've known lads uh, just because I I I just worried that I might have encouraged lads not to go to therapy or not to talk to people, right? Yeah. So just in case, uh because I know it doesn't work for a lot of lads. Yeah. And uh, I know lads who can't fucking talk about stuff but I definitely but let me just say if you're an L fucker like me and talking is mm. tough because it's definitely harder for our generation than it is for the younger generation I think anyway it's not easy for anybody even if you don't want to talk about that mm. in particular lads talk shoulder to shoulder women can talk face to face you know yeah. just be around lads yes don't even talk about what's on your mind if you don't want to at the start yeah. but just say I'm not great and leave it at that and talk about something else but be around lads yes that's fantastic I advice. think honestly be around other lads mm. I think you'll get there yeah you'll get talking about you might not think you will but one day you know you will maybe one day someone's going to say it to you and it, it, it'll make the permission yeah a and bit. ask your mates how they're doing yeah 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 or, or even just not even not that if you see your mates are struggling Tell them you are as well. Yeah. Even if you're fucking not, it doesn't matter. Just <laughs> yeah. encourage them to fucking be around you. That's the main thing. Encourage them to be around you. You know, if you know they don't want to talk up to them, say, do you know something? I feel like shit today. Will you hang out with me? I guarantee it leads to a better place. Absolutely. That's great <laughs> advice. But listen, final thing. Will you sing me a song? Sing your fucking song. Are you in your mind? Fucking Go on, give me a verse. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. What's your favourite joke? What's my favourite yeah, show? Have you got a quick one? I do. Sure, I told it to Darren. Uh, I did. Come I on. This is my favourite right, joke, right? So there's this lad, right? And he gets given 500 quid. He knows <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, Shane right? knows it. So there's this lad, he gets 500. I love this fucking joke. <laughs> I never get to tell it because it's shite. <laughs> uh, he gets 500 quid to deliver a load of penguins, right? Yeah. Uh, to the zoo. Yeah. Right? And your <laughs> man goes, yeah, here's your five. He goes, yeah, so here's the 500. You can get them on the truck out to the zoo, yeah? And I was yeah, no bother taking to do fucking grand 500 quid. Don't we leave it with me, right? Yeah. A few days later, your man is walking down O'Connell Street. There's this fucking trucker with a load of penguins following him down O'Connell Street. He's like, what are you doing? I gave you 500 quid time to take him to the zoo. And he says, I did take him to the zoo. Had some change left over. Now we're going to the pictures. <laughs> 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 oh, there's the talking duck. Is me one of favourite. Can I tell you the talking duck? No, so you know, there's this, so there's this duck goes into a bar, and you know, talking duck. Yeah. And he got, and your man goes, sees the duck isn't well, like like these lads were talking about. He says, "Man, are you all right?" And he goes, "No, I'm not fucking all right. I can't get a job anywhere. I'm sick of it. I've been applying for jobs all over the place. No one wants to give a fucking." You know, no one wants to give me a job. And he goes, there's literally a circus across the road. Have you gone in and asked them for a job? And the duck goes, so what would they want with a fucking carpenter? <laughs> oh, shit jokes. Anyway, what a way to finish a good. That was it. I feel like we got somewhere and I ruined it. <laughs> So good, so good. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for coming in. No, that, no, was brilliant. that was brilliant. That was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Lovely talking to you. Thanks a million. Yeah, really good. Thanks. I really do appreciate it. And I'll never message you again now. So <laughs> yeah, you messaged me twice. I swear that we should have read out the message history in the podcast. Oh, yeah. fucking hell. <laughs> Serious, the stress. Um, but listen, I appreciate it. What's what's next, actually, before we let you go? What what can our, your your fans look forward to? I don't know. Well, I'm on Classic Hits, not for FM every morning. Yeah. And uh, I suppose we're, we're like, I can't say what's happening, but something exciting is going to happen with Madhouse. 
uh, Madhouse is coming back. And then there's Young Offenders later in the year. So there's plenty Brilliant. going on. Yeah. You're busy. Yeah, busy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ke- keeping the wolf from the door, yeah. Yeah, love it. Uh, PJ Gallagher for episode 31 of The First Exchange. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.